the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back in. It is uh, almost Thanksgiving, and that means it's uh, we're going to roll right into Christmas and uh, New Year's Day and then into Valentine's Day. This is the time of year people get engaged, and uh, they're going to start thinking about a venue where they can have a wedding. I want to point you to the LegacyOnPossumRun.com. That is the LegacyOnPossumRun.com. Get over there. Check out the three beautifully unique spaces and look at the calendar. See if your day is open. You might like it so much that you're going to plan your day around what's open at the venue. Pricing is right there on the website for you. It's simple. It's there. There's nothing hidden because you deserve better than that. And uh, check out the supply closet. That's the stuff that you get for free when you book. You get to rent it for free. It'll save you hundreds of dollars on your final bill. So check out the LegacyOnPossumRun.com. The Legacy on Possum Run. Your legacy begins here. And uh, I'll tell you where else your legacy begins. That Scripture says that a wise man not only provides for his children, but his children's children. Yes, that includes financial support and provision, but it also makes it also includes making sure that you leave the place better than when you found it. And when it comes to education, boy, do we have our hands full with that. So that's my segue into our next guest. He is Lad Dilgard, and he's a friend of the show. Lad, welcome back to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this, uh, actually this afternoon, sir? I'm doing great, Jack. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you. Uh, well, I'm going to kick it over to you first. What do you want to talk about? I have a feeling you want to talk about that big Walnut School Board meeting last week. Am I right? I do. It was all over the news, and uh, <clears throat> I think uh, you know the record needs to be set straight on some of the things that were uh, that the board there is trying to accomplish, and the behavior of the people who are fighting against these very. Uh, no-brainer resolutions that uh, the board put forward. Well, let's unpack it, man. Uh, what did the press miss in their reporting? <laughs> well, they they called it a spirited discussion uh, of protest from a couple of people there. What they didn't say that they were is that these the spirited uh, protesters were escorted out by law enforcement, yelling and swearing at the school board members. Wow! They missed that, and they also missed. Um, they missed the pride flags being pushed on students um, and teachers on on that day during school. <clears throat> um, Wait, stop. So, so was, students were 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 approached or or asked to wield or, or accept a pride flag. Is that what you're telling me? That's exactly what what happened. Um, I think it was a teachers union um, official that was behind it. Uh, these flags were met with derision by the student body there. They were uh, torn up. Uh, one one uh, uh, kid was um, got in trouble for setting one on fire. They they were thrown away, and um, clearly these kids didn't like being bullied. And um, y- you know, we're, they're supposed to be there for school, uh, for education, um, not to have. 
somebody's political agenda shoved down their throat. So the, the dispatch and, you know, the local TV stations, they, they really missed some of the incredible bad behavior. Um, it, it's no wonder that these folks are spray painting Nazi flags on conservative school board members' banners. Um, they're sending threats to the school board members. Um, nine of the um, I'm just going to call them commies because that's what I think they are. <laughs> Nine of them marched up to the lectern to uh, denounce the resolution on masks and denounce the resolution on political propaganda, which is really the gay pride flags. And there were there was no conservative parents. Um, I was scratching my head about this. There was, there was no parents going up to the lectern to argue on behalf of those, even though the voters have shown that they support what the school board is doing. And then I asked around a little bit, and it turns out that they're, um, the parents are worried about their kids being bullied and threatened and harassed, not just by students, like a, a gay student or something, but by, by teachers who have, who have hinted uh, time and time again that this is their political agenda. And if you, know, if you want to be in good graces with me, the teacher, um, you'll you'll support it. You won't um, you won't speak out against it. So parents up there in Big Walnut are are afraid for their kids' safety. It's just a fact. You can go ask them. So what I'm hearing is confirming some of the things that we've uncovered. The the Columbus Dispatch surprise surprise didn't give a full scope explanation of what happened. They were happy to point out, by the way, that there were no proponents of the the proposals that stood up. They didn't even get into curiously wondering, hmm, I wonder why is that? And, and when you look at the past two school board races, it's clear. Voters in that district, they want people on the board who focus on education, who focus on parents' rights. They, they don't want social justice warrior activists. But, of course, neither the dispatch nor the, the TV station there is going to cover that. And they're not going to tell you that it is the teacher union that sent out an email and said, you need to get over there today. You need to make sure that you're showing support. And what you just said is that they're also handing out flags to students and students said, not here, not today, buddy. Um, Man. So how do you think this is going to go over and what do you think is next in that district? Well, well, just to back up for a second, the, the first resolution was around prohibiting political propaganda on school grounds. Okay. And, this really meant the gay pride flags um, and, and others. Um, and <clears throat> the resolution said you can have U.S. flags, Ohio flags, military branch flags, or flags of other states and countries. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we're probably going to prohibit it. Now, um, Todd Smith, who who did lose, he, he was a, admittedly a far-left Democrat who, who lost the election, uh, election this past time. He said, look, if this is true, you know, then we won't be able to fly live free or die flags, the Gadsden flags and so on, which is news to me because I didn't think that you could since that's associated with a conservative movement. Now, I had people calling me last year saying, hey, my kid tried to put up a small brochure for a prayer group that had a tiny little cross on on the brochure and some parents screeched about that. The principal made them cut the cross out of the brochure of course. and repost it. So if, if you can have I'm, – I'm, this is news to me. Uh, 
from Mr. Smith here, if you can have those flags flying, I have a proposition for the district. I will offer a $500 contribution to the charity of choice for any teacher who flies the following flags in their room for the rest of the year. A Confederate flag, a Gadsden flag, MAGA, Trump 24, and Campus Crusade for Christ. I will buy those flags and I will provide it to them and I'll contribute $500 to a charity of their choice if they post those in their room. And let's see what kind of reaction that gets. <laughs> I can, can you hear that? Can you hear those explosions? A couple of liberals that are listening to this show, their heads are exploding right now because now, now you've called them on their game. Um, boy, that's interesting. Hey, 844-TALK-989, that's 844-825-5989 is the number to call if you want to weigh in on this. I'm talking with Lad Dilgard. He's a parent of a student in Big Walnut School District where there was a controversial board meeting last week. Um, and then the other resolution, by the way, I thought it was interesting. I think it was Todd Smith who said, well, why would we even vote on – a mask mandate, that's not something that we're going to have to worry about now. COVID is essentially gone. What do you say to that? Yeah, so the resolution, the second resolution was to prohibit. 30 um, seconds, by the way, lad. Sorry, but you can stay on the other side of the break. Go ahead. No problem. So this would um, prohibit the imposition of mask mandates in the future without parental consent is is the long and short of it. Now, Mr. Smith proved beyond a reasonable doubt, as did Mr. Fuji on the school board, that the the reason why we have to have resolutions like this is because they know so little and they are such a societal um, failure to understand, to, to buy into the actual proven science. Mr. Smith said, hey, you know, masks were just put on out of respect for one another. We're going to so hit no that. Science. No math. We're going to hit that on the other side of the break. Uh, more. Uh, stay tuned. Lad will be with us. You'll be here. And uh, we're going to round third and head home uh, on the Bruce Woolley Show. More on the other side of the break. You know, I could probably spend the next eight minutes on a soapbox angry about comments made by people like Todd Smith, who will soon be a former board member at Big Walnut School District, who basically says, you know, out of respect, you know, if if we have to mask, we should do that out of respect. Hey, Smith, when your virtue signal is more important to you than science, Houston, we've got a problem. Masks don't work. And I'll go toe-to-toe with the New York Times Opinion columnist who states otherwise, there's an industrial hygienist, renowned industrial hygienist, who told that story two years ago. Not only do they not work, they create about five different health issues for kids who wear them long term. And by the way, you same bozos who are trying to pitch the jabs to kids, the New York Times has even written about this. This is pretty telling when the medical industrial complex board also known as the New York Times, says, yeah, there are some heart issues with teenagers and really young kids are having seizures because of the jab. I don't care about your respect, Mr. Smith. And I hope that parents are absolutely done electing buffoons like you to boards throughout the state of Ohio. Lad Dilgard, uh, thank you for staying tuned and thanks for uh, handling that rant. 
Uh, let's wrap up this discussion on Mr. Smith and Mr. Fuji at all. What, would, what else would you like to say to our listeners? I appreciate that, Jack. So uh, before anything else, Alice Nix has been brave on these two resolutions and put them forward. She's done a lot of research, talked to a lot of people, and she's put herself forward as advocating for the right things here. Um, I, I think you should your listeners could email her their support. If you think masks should not be on little school kids, and if you think political propaganda shouldn't be shoved down the throats of school children, write to Alice Nix. It's Alice, A-L-I-C-E, Nix, N-I-C-K-S, at B-W-L-S dot net. No dot in the middle of Alice and Nix. She deserves it, and she's been brave out there. The other thing I would say about that is – on the masks, Steve Fuji falsely said during the campaign that he voted to put masks on little kids to keep them in school with no, no proof, no detail. So, so, Steve, how did that work? Was there a lawsuit? Was there a health department edict? Was there proof that these masks worked? He's never said that. It, it was a flat-out, bald-faced campaign lie. So I would have Jack, if I were you, I'd invite Steve Fuji because he is still a sitting board member on on the air and say, tell me about these masks, man. Like, why did you vote to put masks on five-year-olds when there was a tiny uptick of asymptomatic cases in a school district of 4,200 students? The, well, number, the number of cases went from 25 to 75 or something like that. Well, here's the open invitation. Steve Fuji, if you are listening or if you know Steve Fuji, please share with him. Uh, you can get a recording of this podcast at 98.9 The Answer. Share it with him. Steve, I'd love to have you come on the show and explain to me really the answer to this question. There is no other, really no other country on the planet that mandated and used masks more during COVID than, you, than the United States. And if masks worked, then they would have worked. End of story. So – that's right. Go ahead and twist and turn and science argument your way out of that, Steve. I invite you on to do that. It's an open invitation. Lad, uh, anything else politically you want to talk about? Because I have another topic if you do not. Uh, no, go right ahead. Okay, man, let's go. It's it's rivalry week. The team up north. I want, I want to finish on a good note, man. I'm fired up. My blood pressure's up. I'm I'm short and fat, man. My my life my life expectancy is already low. I don't need high blood pressure. So let's talk the team up north versus the Ohio State Buckeyes. How do you see it going in Ann Arbor on Saturday? Marvin Harrison, man, like, Ooh. I don't, does anybody have, have a, um, an answer to that guy? Uh, I mean, I, I doubt Michigan does. Um, Michigan's going to be tough, but Marvin Harrison is like the trump card. And I just don't see them stopping him enough to win. I think Ohio State will win this weekend. Uh, do you have a point spread? Um, you know, I, I would say something like, um, 31 to 17, something like that. I like that. I think Mar- Marvin, Marvin's going to hit the goal, the, the end zone, a few times, maybe maybe twice, three times if we're lucky. I think the best catch I saw all weekend was the one that was ruled incomplete. Did you see him uh, try to drag his toes on the on the one uh, throw into the boundary that he actually caught, but his, his, he just happened to be out of bounds? Was that ridiculous? I, I, just, I call those the Superman catches, man. You're, you're flying through the air. And you're roping it in, and uh, still trying to drag your feet. It, it was it was beautiful. Reminds me a little bit of Chris Carter. 
yes. back, back in the day. I mean, yes. just can do anything and still catch the ball. So I'm going to say that the the difference maker in this game is going to be Travion Henderson in the offensive line. Uh, if the or yeah, if the Browns, right. if if the Buckeyes can create balance on offense, if they can make that defense afraid of Travion, uh, I, I think that I, I think it could be a big day for Ohio State. Let's all right. Let's roll to the next one. This is one that I wouldn't have identified in the beginning as. Uh, an uh-oh game. I think the Broncos have won four in a row. The Browns have won three in a row. Uh, <laughs> DTR, man, what a, what a way to uh, what a way to get your essentially your first start that you expected uh, to get that kind of result. Uh, what did you think of yesterday, and what do you think of the Browns Broncos? You know, it, with full disclosure, we had to listen to it on the radio because we're out of town, and despite all the technology in the world, we could not watch that game. So, so we listened to it on the radio pretty intensely, and I got to say, I would like to see how DTR does when they're not dropping eight balls. Yeah, you know, Deshaun Watson had the highest rate of drops in the NFL before he's injured. Like they got to fix that. You know, kudos to DTR for for just staying in the game. But I, I heard they signed the Browns signed Joe Flacco, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. That's right. They did. Yeah, he's 102 years old, and he's gonna he's gonna put the Browns uniform. I'm just kidding. I'm just. I think he's back like Troy Smith era with Ohio State. Like he's he's been gone. He's he's been around that long, man. I just don't remember Flacco making a lot of mistakes. True. I mean, he he's just a very cerebral guy with an accurate short short term arm. I, I'd like to see what he does. But the Browns, um, what a fantastic win yesterday, Brian. So dramatic. It's awesome. It was awesome. So about 30 seconds here. Browns, Broncos, who do you see winning that one? But, you know, I remember the Broncos losing. They my, Didn't Miami hang 70 points on them? It was the ridiculous. Year? They did, yes. <laughs> yep. But uh, my son tells me they've been really uh, taking it to a lot of teams. But um, I, I think the Browns are on a roll. Their defense is just stellar. Their kicking game is stellar. Um, you know, their running game is excellent. If they can just get a teeny bit of solid production from their quarterback and receivers, I think we win um, against most teams in the league. So I'll, I'll, I'll say the Browns uh, 24 to, to 10 this, this weekend. I love it. I love it. Lad Dilgard, thanks for investing time with us uh, over a couple segments today. We appreciate you, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much, Jack. Have a good day. You as well, sir. And uh, thank you for sticking in and letting me ride shotgun. Uh, just a reminder, tomorrow is two, well, first of all, it's a short week this week. It's, it's today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, and then we're off. I'll have Congressman Jim Jordan at 1135, Dr. Mark Caleb Smith at 1122 on the legacy of Rosalind Carter, and then Matt Finkus is going to talk the game at 1235. You don't want to miss it. So set an alarm, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. tomorrow on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.